Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello and welcome to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and today we are focused on a strategy for success, and today's strategy is all about living your leadership legacy. And this episode is in honor of my dad, so if you've been listening along, To some of the past shows, you probably know that uh, my dad recently passed, and we had a beautiful show um, about a wonderful, wonderful gift that we were given uh, to have a soul song written in his honor that we actually used for this beautiful video of the pictures of his life and legacy that really was an amazing way to honor my dad. And so we had that episode earlier And now I really wanted to focus on um, his leadership legacy because my father was an amazing leader. And I am now sad that I didn't actually interview him while he was still alive. Of course, we didn't know that he was going to die, and it was very sudden and unexpected. And it um, it was very, very tough to go through, but I know part of grieving and part of getting through it is to also honor and talk about the person that has passed. And my dad and I were super close. It's been a really, really hard time for me. And I am being brave and bold to be here today with you talking about this amazing person that I was lucky enough to call dad. And so my father, his name is Carl. So yes, Carla, I'm named after my dad. And I'm actually so honored to be his namesake. I'm so thrilled that I was named after him and um, hope in some way to carry forward his legacy. And it was actually very cool growing up to be Carl's daughter. Uh, He actually had three daughters and a son, but I was the middle daughter, so not even the oldest. (laughs) But I was the only child out of four that had the exact same initials at the time as my dad. So his were CJG. And uh, he was Carl John, I was Carla Janine, and so I actually got all (laughs) of his um, giveaways and swag and things that he would get with initials on them. So he sometimes would get like a calculator thing or a planner or a pencil box or whatever. They gave away pens um, that would have his initials on it. They used to do that a lot, actually, back in the day (laughs) when there were a lot of corporate gifts and things. And he worked for Eli Lilly for his entire career, and Eli Lilly was very good to their employees, and so he received a lot of really cool things and gifts even from um, other colleagues and things, and a lot of them had his initials on them. And I was the only one that he could pass them on to, so I always felt very, very special with that as well. So we had a great connection, and I love him dearly, and so the best way I can honor my dad is to tell you about him and tell you about how amazing of a person he is and how lucky I was to have him as my father. 
so part of the lessons we're going to be talking about is also for you and your leadership legacy and just even being cognizant of of the limited time that we have here on earth. And a few years ago, I uh, went to my cousin's funeral and she and I had been working together actually at the time we just started working together and it really hit me then how short a time we have even if we live our whole lives a long life it's still not very long uh, my father was 77 when he passed so that still feels really young <laughs> comparatively but uh, my my cousin was in her 50s and so we don't know how long we have, and I don't want to be, you know, a morbidly focused show or anything like that, but I do want to impress upon you and remind myself of the urgency of life and how fast it goes. Um, I actually just had dinner with a friend of mine who, I'm here in Indiana, but she and I went to high school in Japan together, and we happen to live in the same place in Indiana now, which is really crazy because she was from New Jersey, and you know who knew we'd end up actually in the same neighborhood uh, here in Indianapolis. So, um, but she and I went to high school together, and she actually unfortunately lost her father 12 days before mine, and so unfortunately we are also walking this part of our journey together. But it's been wonderful to reconnect and to um, share you know, just have that empathy for each other and be able to, to to have friends that can really come alongside you when you need it. And so she and I have been reminiscing and talking about all sorts of things. And she has teenagers now and I have teenagers now. And both of us have 17-year-old teenagers. And I graduated from high school at 17. And I know even today, I feel a lot like my 17-year-old self. And I feel like, you know, the way I think about the world, the way I process information, I've, of course, learned a lot. And I've evolved a lot. But I still feel a lot like that 17-year-old girl who knew my friend back then and all the things we talked about. I don't feel that different than I did at 17. And, you know, I've got a little over 30 years of practice being 17, <laughs> but I don't feel that different. And it's funny because I actually had that conversation with my dad a few months ago and he said the same thing he's like yeah I've got about 60 years experience being 17 and we just talked about how you know you still feel like that young vibrant person no matter how old you get and, and no matter what happens and so my point to all of this though was that we have no idea how long we have and now is the time, whatever it is, whatever that you want to do or you've been waiting on doing or thinking you might do someday, now is that day. Now is your someday. There is no waiting till something happens in the future. And so I just want to urge you to to make the most of the time you have. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and accomplish a lot of great things. It could just be showing up big for the people in your life and just fully focusing on them and connecting with them and really making each day count. But whether you're completely present in the moment or you have some big thing that you wanted to get done uh, with your career or whatever else, just live each day fully. And that's actually one of the best lessons that my dad did every single day of his life. He modeled the way of everything that he did, and that's one of the biggest things about his leadership legacy is whether he was leading at work or whether he was leading at home or just even hanging out with friends, he lived every moment fully. He cherished every single moment in his life. He cherished every single person in his life. He loved life and fully lived 
every single minute of it. And so I hope that inspires you to do the same and to to just embrace whatever's going on, where you are. I know a lot of us have been in this time of sacred pause is what some people are calling it with all the things going on in the world. It's hard and it's a lot of negative and it's a lot of awfulness, yet the good is still there and the people that are coming forward and speaking their voices and their truths and finally being heard, that's a great, great thing. And the the time that we were forced <laughs> even to slow down and spend more time with our families or people that we love or just even connecting more than we would have otherwise, all of those, there's there's good things. And even in times of chaos and destruction, there's also always helpers and people doing great things and showing up big for the people around them, even perfect strangers. And so look for the good and focus on those things and focus on what you can do and don't don't despair. There's a lot of despair going on in the world right now, Um, and it's easy to fall into that mindset, but it's also really important to look for the good, and maybe the good is that you just needed to get quiet and stop all the running around and all the activities and just have a moment to pause, and that moment might be a three-month pause, but you know what? That's really okay because three months is still a moment in the overall course of your life. And I know for myself, with my dad having gotten sick and then dying, I've had a lot of pausing going on and a lot of emotions and things that I have been focused on dealing with. And that's the work that I'm doing right now. And so I may not be doing as much of the other work that I wanted to be doing right now. And I do have a lot of things that I want to get done and get out in the world for my own leadership legacy. But it's also okay that I'm just being who I am and showing up with my kids and with my family and with my mom and 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 just being there for the people in my life. And so all of it is important. So t- today we are focused, though, on being the best leader that you can be. And that is really the legacy of my dad that I want to share most with you. So do you want to focus on being the best leader you can be? And are you ready to live and leave your leadership legacy? So today we're focused on a strategy for success, which I like to do once a month, to share with you some of the things that you can do to be your best self and live your best life. And so today I'm sharing some of the wonderful wisdom that I learned from my dad, Carl Gayweiler. Throughout his 33-and-a-half-year career, At Eli Lilly in the Elenco Animal Health Division, Carl modeled the way for his employees, his colleagues, and for other industry leaders. He also modeled the way of leading his family as the rock, the provider, the protector, while also bringing adventures, travel, silliness, and fun. So I'm dedicating this episode to my beloved father, Carl, and the incredible leadership legacy and lessons learned from him a life very well lived. So I want to share with you some of the words that I actually shared at his funeral. And this was part of my eulogy to him, for him, to share a little bit of a a, a snippet of his life and what it meant and what it meant to me. So I'm going to read this to you. um, And hopefully you'll find inspiration and, and that it's uplifting to you as well as it was to a lot of the people who got to hear it. So when I think of my dad, again, his name's Carl Gayweiler, 
three words come to mind. Breakfast, steadfast, and spectacular. Waking up each morning, I think of my dad. And though it's harder than I could have ever imagined to now face each day without him, it's also the time of day that most reminds me of some of my fondest memories of him. And so, my first word is breakfast. One of my earliest memories of my dad was going on trips for work, and soon he started to go to more exotic-sounding places. I was very little, and I couldn't remember the name of the place my parents had told me he traveled to, so I rhymed it with something to help me remember. So then when I tried to think of where he was, I'd think of pancakes, because we ate pancakes with syrup, and syrup rhymed with Europe. And so... That's how I'd remember that foreign-sounding place. I'd also be so excited to wake up on weekends. I'd always know it was Saturday because on Saturdays, I could hear the radio playing. I could hear my dad whistling or singing along, and I could smell the bacon and eggs he was cooking. And I'd be so excited because I knew my dad was home for the whole weekend, plus, Saturday mornings were the only time back then that us kids could watch cartoons. Yay! (laughs) Then, of course, every Sunday morning, without fail, we'd go to Catholic church, followed by Sunday brunch. We were consistent in our routines. We'd go to the same location every Sunday for brunch. First, it was a restaurant named MCL. Then there was one called El Torito that we went to every single Sunday until they closed. Then Shapiro's which ended up in the same building that became an MCL again. So we pretty much stayed in the same circular location of where we would go as well. When we weren't living in Indiana, we would go to the American Club in Taiwan or the Kobe Club in Japan every Sunday, like clockwork. And of course, on very special Sundays, Like Mother's Day or Easter, we got to go to the amazing and incredible brunches at the Omni downtown. So I am going to continue with my story about breakfast and the rest when we get back from break. So again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. 
Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about living your leadership legacy. So I was just sharing before the break about my father, Carl Gayweiler, and this is who I'm talking about today. I'm dedicating this show to telling you all about his leadership legacy and some of the lessons um, that hopefully you will learn and also carry forward in your life in different ways that would apply to you. So I was just talking about um, my dad and sharing what I had actually shared at his funeral about him, and we were talking about the three words that remind me of him, which are breakfast, steadfast, and spectacular. So I already told a little bit about the breakfast story, and I'm going to pick up where we left off. So, of course... Who can forget the happy breakfast room? When my kids, the triplets, and I stayed for several weeks at my parents' house after my divorce, they were about four years old, my dad would tuck them in with prayers each night and then get them up every morning and cook them breakfast. The first morning this happened, my son Ryan came running up to me with his eyes wide and said, Mom, Mom, Grandpa does. Everything. He was so excited. And when my kids were feeling sad after the divorce, especially Kyle, or Kylie Wiley as my dad called him, he'd tell the kids that even if they didn't feel like it, they had to put a smile on their face each morning or they weren't allowed in the happy breakfast room. I also remember my dad would be very methodical in how he ate his cereal, carefully turning his bowl the same way as he worked around it each time. And that brings me to my next word, steadfast, also known as constant, faithful, loyal, and resolute. My dad was consistent, steady, diligent, and focused in all that he did. He had an incredible work ethic and set the standard for excellence. He was the rock of our family. He was our provider, our protector, and our leader in our faith as well as life. He was a steadfast leader at work, a mentor, modeling the way, and a developer of people, and countless colleagues, coworkers, and employees continue to say he was the best coworker or boss they ever had. And even now, 20 years after his retirement, he is still considered a legend. A great example of this is Margaret Chang, who shared with us when we actually did a Zoom call the night before uh, the visitation, she called in all the way from Taiwan that and shared that even though she only worked 
for my dad for one year. She continued to call him every single year on his birthday for the next 38 years. And she told us that he changed her life. Part of his legacy of leadership and mentoring has also been passed on by Jeff Simmons, who's the current president of Elanco, and he's someone my dad once mentored. And he's now gone on to create edge mentoring to work with hundreds of young professionals all over the country. And in fact, I had reached out to him, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it in time to the to the funeral, but he did send me this lovely note and tell me what a difference my father had made, what an impact he made, and he's actually pulling all sorts of information and details from the historian from work so that he can create a video and share with his family and with all of the colleagues about the difference my dad make and the impact the difference my dad made and the impact that he's had on on Elenco and on um, the way they do business now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. All who knew my dad adored and respected him. People who have heard of his passing are deeply grieving and in shock and disbelief that such a magnificent man, such a legend, can really be gone. You could count on him for whatever he said he would do. If you asked him something once, he'd write it down and he'd take care of it. After all, that's just what dads do. Or so I thought. As I grew older, I realized not all dads did this. I also realized that not everyone is a morning person. I certainly wasn't. But my dad was in such a good mood, so much so he often irritated my grumpy morning self that I assumed he was. But then he shared his secret with me. He wasn't a morning person at all. He just made the choice that if he was going to have to get up every morning for work, he might as well do so with a smile and a great attitude. And that was my dad's secret, not just to mornings, but for his entire life. Even if he didn't like something at first, he'd find a way to have a good attitude or something to be grateful about. He'd embrace what is, and he cherished every moment. He savored the great things in life, a great German beer, fine wine, And being a cheesehead from Wisconsin, he loved his cheese. And what's really fun and awesome, we didn't even realize at the time that we picked the date for his funeral, it ended up being on June 4th. And June 4th, we found out, is National Cheese Day. So my dad would have absolutely loved that. Um, He was in awe of the many sights and adventures from all his travels, especially appreciating spectacular sunsets and displays of God's handiwork. In fact, he made everything spectacular, my third word. He gave us a spectacular life. He took us on many trips all over the world. He loved to teach us the rich history of a place, which I didn't always appreciate as a teenager when we'd look at yet another former battleground that looked just like a hill to me, but to my dad. It would come alive as he imagined what had happened there long ago and what it must have been like. My dad was larger than life. He was my hero. And he loved to have fun. He'd light up 
any room with his smile, and he'd especially light up when his favorite person entered the room, which were all of his family and friends or kids. My dad loved little kids, and throughout his whole life, he remained a kid at heart. People would often say, your dad is such a family man. And I'd think, well, he's a dad. Of course, that's what a dad is. (laughs) But I learned the hard way that not all dads are like this. And when I had my triplets and they didn't have a dad who stuck around, my dad stepped in. He became the father figure in their life. He often took all five of his grandkids who there were the triplets, another uh, grandson who was six months younger and another one that was two years older. So five kids within a two-year span. And he'd take them to outings like the Speedway or the Indiana State Fair or different places around town, often by himself. He made sure to give extra attention and hugs to my daughter, his only granddaughter, because he knew she was missing having a dad. He was like a father or a big brother to many of his friends and colleagues. And he even stepped in as much as he could when our beloved Uncle Phil died to be a grandpa figure to his grandkids whenever he'd visit. He was a great man among great men. He showed up. No matter what, he was always there in one way or another. Even if he'd been traveling for work, he would make sure to connect and make all of us feel special and to be silly and goofy and fun. He lived to entertain and delight others. Most of all, besides his great smile and his awesome laugh, I think of music and dancing. My dad loved music, including the soundtracks to musicals like Chicago, Phantom of the Opera, many, many others, and he loved to dance. He actually introduced all of us to river dance, and he loved to take in the full experience of the music and the dancing. And, of course, we all know the story of how he single-handedly brought the Macarena to the U.S. before anyone else had learned it. He actually learned it in Mexico, came home, taught it to all of us, and about three months later, the rest of the world started doing it. So he fully believed he was the reason it came to the U.S. He'd be the first one up if there was music and never, ever for one second worried about being embarrassed or what others might think. He never worried about making a spectacle of himself because he was too busy being spectacularly fun. He was all in and made everyone around him, especially the little kids, want to dance too. So, Dad, we know you are dancing in heaven now, doing the polka, the macarena, or making up silly dance moves and making goofy faces, whistling a tune or making up silly lyrics to your favorite songs maybe even yodeling every now and again. And of course, starting off each morning in the ultimate happy breakfast room in heaven. So that is my dad. And I wanted to give you just a little taste of him and his life. And I'm going to then share some of the top leadership lessons that his life and his work and the way that he led others taught us and and the people around him. So when we come back from break, I will share the top six six lessons 
can't say that very well, but I will share them. I will share the top six lessons from my father's leadership legacy when we come back from break. Again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We are here listening on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you struggle to answer what do you do because you do many different things? Do you want your future clients to know, like, and trust you? Do you want to make LinkedIn work for you? If you're ready for extreme clarity and confidence with opportunities flooding your LinkedIn inbox, Carla Taylor's Bring Your Brilliance Coaching Masterminds and Workshops give you the exact steps to get it done. Don't have time to do it yourself? Carla's LinkedIn Content Ghostwriting Service is exactly what you need. Schedule your free consultation today at bringyourbrilliance.as.me or go to bringyourbrilliance.net. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. This is Carla Taylor. I am your host. We are here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we've been talking about living your leadership legacy. We've been talking about my father's legacy. His name is Carl Gayweiler. I just shared some of the stories about his life um, that really inspired me and hopefully inspired you. And I'd like to focus now on the lessons that really I want to highlight that came out of what I observed and how he lived and how he led others. And so the very first lesson is to work hard and always do your best. My father actually grew up on a farm, and so he had a very strong work ethic going into business, and he knew the value of hard work, and he never shied away from it. He knew that it was important to bring your best to everything, to work really, really hard. And at the beginning of his career, there were a lot of people who were actually promoting themselves or kind of tooting their own horn and often getting ahead before he did. And he didn't love the fact that he wasn't really getting that noticed or promoted at the beginning of his career, but he just kept his head down and worked hard. And that was his advice to me. Just keep your head down, do the hard work, do your best, and your work will shine through. And after a few years, it actually really paid off and my father really started to get noticed and his work was so good and he did everything with such excellence and he, also humility. He didn't 
shout from the rooftops how great he was. He simply let his work speak for itself. And I'm not to say not to ever talk about yourself. And, of course, that's actually part of what I do for a living is helping people to bring their brilliance in a way that they're not bragging and they're not doing that sort of thing, but they're still sharing their message. But for my dad, it worked out really well because it started him on a trajectory where he got to start traveling internationally. He got moved up in the ranks as he did better and better work in different um, international venues. And eventually we were moved out to Taiwan and then Japan for his job where he was over all of Asia and Australia. At the end of his career, he actually worked across North and South America and he got to meet people from all over the world, all different cultures and really make an impact globally which is one of the the most amazing parts of his legacy is that by working so hard and doing his best, he did as much or more than he ever expected anyone else to do. And he showed people how it's done. And he showed people not just telling them to do it, but showing them by example. So the second lesson from my dad is that happiness is a choice. And so if you heard my happy breakfast room story, um, you know, life's not always going great. A lot of times there's things to be really sad about. My kids and I were pretty sad about the divorce and, and missing the rest of our family. We had uh, actually two siblings that they had that were their dad's, you know, their half-siblings that didn't come with us. And so they not only lost their dad, but they lost their two siblings in that moment of of tearing our family apart, which is what divorce really is. And so it was a sad time. And my kids were rightfully so very sad, but my dad wouldn't let us dwell in it. He wanted us to feel it and get through it, but he also wanted us to keep going and keep choosing joy, even in the midst of our pain. And so he taught us that. He taught us that you don't have to feel happy to to show up with a smile. And the more you do it, the better you feel and the better the people around you feel. And, you know, sometimes... It starts with feeling happy, but oftentimes it starts with a smile that makes you feel happier. And so that was one of the, my dad's best lessons, is that happiness is a choice. And feeling better doesn't have to start with the feeling. And it can actually start with the action. And that's what my dad did, is he took action and he brought joy even when he didn't feel like bringing joy. But by bringing joy, he actually created joy both for himself and others. And my dad was great fun, and he liked to play, and he liked to do all sorts of different things to make things silly and goofy, even in the midst of all that hard work. And so his third lesson is to play and to have fun, whatever you're doing. Don't take life so seriously. Don't always be, you know, so buttoned up. You know, he had this fantastic career, and he led people all over the planet but he also had a lot of fun and he really enjoyed life along the way. And so people loved working with him and traveling with him and being silly with him. And he was great, great fun. And we've got to relax and let loose sometimes. And we've got to incorporate play really into every day. And that's what my dad did. He he made made whatever. It didn't even matter what we were doing. He would just, you know, he'd be funny and he'd dance and he'd sing silly songs or whatever it was. He'd whistle. He'd just do different things to make things happy and fun. And that's one of my best memories of my dad is just every single day we knew it was going to be a grand adventure because my dad would play with the kids. He would 
do whatever to make it fun. So play is a huge thing that a lot of people in business forget about or don't think that they need to do. And even in business, he made sure that people got to have fun with things. And he was also known at work to, when they would have sales meetings or things like that, he'd have them bring their wives and often families and really made it about the whole family and not just the business people, you know, and back then it was mostly businessmen, but it wasn't just the men going off to do these sales meetings. They would bring their wives, they would bring their families and really make it uh, a great trip for everyone. And that was one of the things that my dad was known for was being so inclusive and making sure that everyone was a part of it and do some fun things throughout the day as well and not just all work all the time. So lesson number four is to invest in others and promote others. So again, my dad very early on in his career realized that he he loved humanity and he loved people and he loved seeing the potential in others and helping develop it. And he'd speak into that with others. He would mentor people. He would find ways to help them learn what they might need to do, what they could bring out to bring out the best in them. And he wasn't afraid to develop people, even if that meant he lost some of his best people. And I know that's one of the biggest leadership dilemmas sometimes is that we don't want some of our best people to leave, but they're the ones who can and should leave when they grow to that point so that they can move on to that next step in their career as well. And it was hard. My dad lost a lot of good people to their great next step, but he developed them to help them get there, and then he'd find the next person to help develop as well. And so that is a sign of a great leader, is someone who isn't afraid to even have that person outgrow them and become their very best, whatever that is. So invest in the people around you. Look for, we used to talk about this in one of my groups that I helped lead was look for, they call it, look for the shining eyes. Look for the people who are really excited and getting it and stepping up and starting to take initiative. And those are the people that you can really help foster and grow. Of course, you know, everybody can be developed and grown, but there's certain people that you know are just going to take it and run with it. And so look for those people and develop them and mentor them and help them to get to wherever they're going, even if it's a lot sooner than you wanted them to leave you in your team. Um, the fifth lesson, lesson number five, is to surround yourself with diversity. And this is such an important thing to be talking about, especially today. But having diversity of the people that are around you, having diversity of culture, diversity of thought, having lots of different people from different perspectives, and then being curious asking questions, learning more. This is what my dad did all the time with everyone he was around. Be in discovery. It didn't matter who you were. You could be the top business executive or the top leader or the top political leader or whatever, or you could be a janitor or, um, you know, uh, somebody who is a waitress in a cafe or whatever. It didn't matter. You could be a little kid. You could be a person on the street. It didn't matter. My dad saw people for people, and he was curious to learn more and hear their story and learn about them, and he treated everyone with dignity and respect, no matter who they were, no matter what they were doing. My dad saw the best in others, and he 
spoke to that part of them and helped them sometimes see it for themselves. And that is one of the best things that you can do in leadership and in life is to be curious and be in discovery and ask the questions to learn more about the people you uh, around you. Because the people's biggest need, a human beings' biggest need, is to be seen, to be heard, and to be valued. And that's one of the things my dad did best. He saw people, he heard them, and he valued them. Lesson number six is to keep it simple. There used to be a saying in business that was KISS, K-I-S-S, which was keep it simple, stupid is what they used to say. <laughs> but keep it simple, um, that's it. I mean, it's just that simple. So don't overcomplicate things. Don't ever think, overthink things. If there's a lot of different ways to do things, following the simplest path and the, the most bare bones way, I know that's become very, very popular now, and they even call it lean startup. And a lot of people are, you know, what is the simplest version that we can get out and then continuing to add and build to it. But it really makes a difference. And you can get things going and you can get things done and people can follow you better if you're simple and just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Focus on one thing at a time and keep it simple. That's all I can say about that. (laughs) So those are my father's top six lessons. And it's part of why he, he did so great because he just, he lived all of these. Like I said, he didn't just talk about it. He didn't just tell other people what to do, but he he fully lived them. And so that is <laughs> um, that is I I'm still stuck on keep it simple. So my brain is like trying to just keep it simple. So that's what I'm doing. But that is the way that my father showed up. Um, one of the stories that I didn't share in my own. Uh, thing that I shared with you earlier but was shared about him is how he showed up. So one of the stories was that my nephew was playing his very last football game and my father had actually fallen and broken his leg. And he he had several physical ailments that would come up over the years that he would work really, really hard to overcome and this was one of them. And so he'd broken his leg and he would go to work out with a trainer and do the things that he could do even when he couldn't do everything. And so he worked really hard to get his himself into good enough shape that he could actually get in a wheelchair to go to my nephew's football game. And it was in the spring, but it was this ridiculously cold, horribly awful, maybe it wasn't in the spring. I don't know what time of year it was. <laughs> I'm not a football person, but whatever time of year it was. It was really a cold, awful, horrible day with, like, freezing rain. It was it was miserable. None of us wanted to be there. It was the worst weather, I think, that we actually could have been in. But my dad braved it all, and he got in his wheelchair that he had to use to get up to the stands, and he got an umbrella, and he bundled up, and he stayed out there the whole time. Even some of us who went with him would take turns going and warming up in the car, but my dad sat out there the whole time because he wanted his nephew to know that he was there for him, rooting him on for his very last football game, and it was awesome. And it made such a big difference. It made a world of difference to my nephew and to the rest of us to see that example of my dad 
showing up no matter what. So we are going to take a break. We will be right back. Again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have you ever had a song touch your heart so deeply that you could swear it was written just for you? I'm Gentle Sparrow. And I'm Bridie Latona. And we want to give you a gift that will change your life, your soul song. We lead you in a guided meditation to unlock your highest joy. And then we write the song that your soul wants you to hear. Your soul song is yours to treasure and guide you for the rest of your life. Visit www.gentlesparrow.love to schedule your soul song today. That's www.gentlesparrow.love. Every step on my path. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. I am your host, Carla Taylor. We are here listening on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about living your leadership legacy. And I've been sharing all about my dad, Carl Gayweiler, and the different leadership lessons that we learned from his life. And during this last break, you heard a little snippet of his soul song, and that was written by Gentle Sparrow. We had a whole episode about it previously, but it was the most incredibly accurate, well-written song. Um, and actually in the process that I was going through with this soul songs process, they were writing it for me initially. And they, at the end of our session, had actually written an initial version that was for me and my life. And my father died in the process of production afterwards um, before we got to our show. And they felt that my dad's spirit actually shared with them what it was that we all needed to hear. And this song now became something that was written for our healing and also for showcasing the awesomeness of my father's life. And so the name of the song is Home Again, and it's actually going to be available on Spotify, I think by the end of this month, by Gentle Sparrow. But Home Again is such a wonderful name of it uh, because my father did get to come home again. He had gone into the hospital. He was there for 60 days. He was there completely alone during all these COVID restrictions and everything else, and it broke our hearts, and it was just horrible to not be able to be there with him with everything that he was going through. 
but we fought and we fought and we fought and they they were talking to us about you know having to let go of my dad and what would he want and I said you know what he would want this magnificent man would want to come home and to be here with his family so that we can say goodbye and he was in cardiovascular critical care and even in times that aren't COVID times they would never ever let someone come home on a ventilator and come back home to be with a family I mean that just doesn't happen but we had been praying for a miracle and unfortunately we didn't get the miracle that we wanted for him to have his health restored but we did get the miracle for him to be able to come home again and they went above and beyond and they got a lifeline ambulance and they did all sorts of things that they don't normally do in order to bring my dad home and he got to have the true um a hero's goodbye a legend's goodbye in a way that many people never get to have and we are so grateful that we got to have that time with him that we got some time to say goodbye to him and that he did get to come home again at the very end of his life and so this song being called home again is partly a reminder of that but also partly a reminder of the fact that when you were with my dad you just felt like you were home again even if you didn't know him you felt so welcome. You felt so much joy. Um, everyone who ever met my dad loved and adored him because he loved and adored them. And that really is the secret. If you remember nothing else, it's about loving the people around you and loving the people that you meet and loving humanity. And that's what my dad did. And I think that's what we need now more than ever is to show love, to show joy, to have fun, to play, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of hard things, we can still find the good and we can still find the good in others and we can still bring joy and put a smile on our faces and create our own happy breakfast room or whatever other thing that we are doing because that's what matters most is to share joyful moments even in the midst of pain. So I want to share some of the things that I'm doing to help you as you bring your own leadership legacy out to the world, as you start to live your own leadership legacy and share it with others. That's really what Bring Your Brilliance is all about. I'm here to help you bring your brilliance in all sorts of different ways. It might be to share more with your team and be a mentor to others. It might be to be a strong, amazing leader to your family. Or it might be to to share your voice and and to whatever you have to say, say it to the people who need to hear you. And it may not be the whole world. It may not even be thousands of people, but you have something to say. You have a voice. And you have something that people can learn from you. Your life matters. You're here for a reason. And the people who need to hear from you need to hear from you just the way that you can say it. Because there's a reason for what you've been through and what you've learned and how you specifically help people. It's needed. It's wanted and it's needed in the world. And that's what Bring Your Brilliance is all about, is helping you shine brightly in your own gifts and talents and bring those gifts to the world 
and to cherish each moment and to live your life in each moment as maybe if today is your last, how would you be spending it? What would you be doing? What matters most? Focus on those things. And in doing so, you will be brilliant. You will be shining brightly. And you will be able to have a leadership legacy because it's really not about title. It's not about position. It's about being a leader in your own life and being a leader in how you show up for others. So show up. Do the thing that might be hard. Do the thing that might be uncomfortable. I mean, even in my dad's funeral, actually, our cousins, you know, all these COVID restrictions, a lot of people were really scared to come. And we didn't even have room for too many people to come. But we had some cousins in Iowa who weren't going to come. And we had this Zoom call visitation the night before. And they were actually on the Zoom call driving, which seemed a little odd. But we didn't think that much about it until we figured out they were driving to Indiana from Iowa because they realized they just needed to show up. They needed to be there. And so they came And it was amazing to see them. It warmed our hearts tremendously. It was exactly what they needed as well. And that was just another testament to my dad about the importance of family and the importance of showing up, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable. The people that were at highest risk did not come. It was the younger people that that were able to come. Um, And my cousin Gina even brought her beautiful baby boy, Carter, and he just brought so much love and joy to the room and really made us focus again on the happiness, even in the midst of our pain. And we all felt like it was just so appropriate for my dad. So um, so show up, bring the joy, make the choice, bring your brilliance, be bold, be brave, be you, do the hard thing, even if like today the hard thing was for me to talk about my dad when it's still so fresh, but it's also so wonderful to be able to share him with you and to be able to share this story so that you might learn some of these lessons too. So we will have a great show coming up next week. We're going to be talking with Morgan Carson about the amazing things that she's been doing. She's living an amazing life that I can't wait to share with you. And uh, again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I help you focus on LinkedIn strategies, authentic personal branding, all the things that you might need to know and do to be your absolute best and to bring your brilliance wherever you go. So don't forget that it's all a choice and make the choice to go out there and be happy and bring the joy and fun. No matter what it is, no matter where you are, don't worry about being a spectacle, but be spectacular. Again, this is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show, signing off. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until